Good morning. You're joining us here on KMUN. I'm Katie Frankowitz, News Director for KMUN, and this is the State of the Station, the time where we sit down and talk a little bit about what we've been up to this year and what's coming next. I'm joined today by Susan Peterson. She is our station manager. Uh, Keegan Pfeiffer, who is a new face here at the station, she is our membership director. Uh, Troy Hill, he's our business development director. Emma Geddes, program director. And of course, me. We're going to just talk to you a little bit, and I think we're going to start with Susan. Good morning. How are you, Susan? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. Okay, good. We're into Pledge Drive. We are in Pledge Drive, and it's so exciting and busy and crazy around here during Pledge Drive. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how this year has gone, because we had our spring Pledge Drive, but we've also had just tons of birthday celebrations. We're marking our 40th year on the air this year, and it's just, it's been a busy year. Can you give me a rundown of, of what's been going on and, and where things are going next? Sure. Well, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, we had so many fun celebrations. The latest one was the uh, family uh, concert we had in Quattah Park in Seaside. Uh, over 150 people attended. Uh, Brownsmead Flats was awesome. And Red Yarn, the children's entertainer, he really knows how to get those kids up and jumping. And some adults, too. I, if you see the pictures, just, you know, I... I'm disclaiming them all, but uh, it was a really fun event. I'm also reminded that we had, <laughs> during a pledge drive last spring, we had Nellie Mackay come and have a great concert at the uh, the Charlene Larson Performing Arts Center, and that was fantastic. All these events have been just amazing, and the love and, well, I, I can't not say anything about the epic block party. I mean, could that have been any better, bringing all the, our nonprofits partners into the street and having such fun activities at every booth and uh, the bands and the music and the food and the just the camaraderie was awesome and that's all thanks to Emma Geddes she really put it all together so thank you Emma as that. a journalist I have to ask the hard questions oh. are we doing a block party every year Susan <laughs> that's a hard maybe okay <laughs> So we'll circle back and be like, Senator, <laughs> you promised. <laughs> um, so fingers crossed, the people who have asked me if we're going to be doing it every year, it was a lot of fun. I had a blast myself. Um, what does the next year hold for us? We're going into fall, obviously, right now, and then the dark days of winter, I assume. And then it'll be spring again. And what does the next year have in store for us? Well, the other thing we've been very busy doing this year is writing grants. Our grant writer, Cynthia, and I have put together uh, four grants. Uh, three of them total $75,000, and that will go into uh, the exterior of the Tillicum House. If you're familiar with the Tillicum House, we're a beautiful Victorian built in the 1890s. We've recently had our south and east walls uh, exterior walls painted but the north which is very problematic because it's the, by the time you get you know you assess the hill and everything it's three stories and it's just uh, you know it's it's a job um, so uh, that and the east side walls uh, will be painted when we uh, receive these grants we're also working on uh, replacing our front stairs and then we're working on windows for the station too we lose a lot of 
heat and cooling and everything out of these windows. They're just kind of a mess right now. So we're looking at getting those replaced and repaired. And that is great. And then we're working on another, we've put in another application for $162,000. That's a two-year grant um, for a new position here at KMUN that will uh, be involved in our graphics, our social media, a uh, little producing, and some of the development director uh, chores that I have not been able to do since I've been the station manager. It seems like we're at a really exciting time with the station. Past pledge drives and grants have gone to really boost, um, I guess what I consider the infrastructure of the station, the things that we need to be on the air and improve that experience for listeners. And with these grants, we're turning our attention to the physical space that we're in. Um, We've made, like you mentioned, we made some investment in staff and, and expanding staff roles and and adding things in that weren't as necessary maybe in the past, but are definitely needed now. Um, we also, I don't know if people have noticed, we do have new staff members. Um, if you've been looking avidly at our website, you may, you might have seen some new pictures pop up. You might have just heard new voices or seen new faces around the station. Susan, could you talk a little bit about staff and, and what staff looks like right now? Sure. And before that, I just want to mention that, you know, after 10 years of great leadership and, um, a lot of great fundraising in the in the last five years is what keeps us that which has us in this great place of not just surviving but thriving and in that thriving we found Keegan Pfeiffer to come and work for us as membership director she actually applied uh, for the operations job that we had posted and when I read her resume I was like oh oh no, we want you in membership. And she's agreed and she's here and you've been here mm. since uh, August 22nd. Yes. Yep. Very fun. And uh, Keegan is uh, taking over for Janet Freiberger, who is sadly missed. And um, But we all, we all leave KMUN at some point. So, and we're really glad that Keegan's here. And I I apologize. Before we switch over to you, Keegan, I did want to talk to Susan about the board and what's coming up for the board as well in this next year. The board has been so busy. This is a great board. They're working together so wonderfully. And under the great leadership of Larry Scott, our president, they have done a lot of housekeeping on the bylaws. And no big drastic changes. They've um, extended terms for the board. It, two years on the board just wasn't isn't enough to really dig in and get anything done. So they've extended out to three years. Some other like housekeeping type things, and um, the membership will be seeing those in the ballot this year and be voting on those changes. Um, very proud of that. They just did a really great job. Um, on the on the committee were myself and Larry and um, our newest uh, board member, Randy Vote and uh, Bonnie Lively, and they just put together some. I mean, it was it was good work. It is good work. Um, some other things they've been doing is uh, policy updates. They updated our HRA uh, plan for employees. They're uh, looking at the gift acceptance policy, and as you know, we um, updated our family leave policy to make it quite robust. And um, the other thing is our CAB uh, Community Advisory Board has been reinstated, and uh, three people have been appointed to that, and we're looking forward to our first uh, 
meeting in September in this month. Great. Well, thank you so much, Susan. And sorry, Keegan, to pivot to you and then away. Uh, welcome. Thank you. So great to have you here. Happy to be here. Uh, could you just tell us briefly about yourself, where you where you come from, um, why you wanted to come work at KMUN? Yeah, so I grew up in Pasco, Washington, which is a little town in eastern Washington, very beige, very desert. Uh, and then I decided I was going to go more east for school and went to Washington State University in Pullman. And then after that, I really wanted to move to the beach. So I ended up working at the Pacific County Tourism Bureau. And now I am here. I have a degree in public relations and a minor in history. And most of my work experience has been communications, community outreach, and some development work too. What is your favorite period of history to consider or your favorite personage in history? Oh, that is a very hard question, but I think it's really interesting learning about European expansion specifically. I think the history of Ireland and Scotland within that is really interesting. I could go for like nine years on this, so I'm going I'm gonna to rein in. <laughs> Only nine years. <laughs> um, I know that you're brand new here, really, and, and still kind of getting your feet under you and figuring out what the job entails. But as you're looking forward, um, what's, what's on your plate? What are some of the ideas that you have? What are some of the, the goals that you're hoping to accomplish? Yeah, so right now, my main focus is absorbing and learning about the position and really just streamlining my tasks. I really value being able to do my work, and I want it to be second nature to me within time and I think streamlining making things as efficient as possible will help free up more time for me to work on ideas that I have in the future but right now I'm kind of just getting to know the position getting to know the station all of you and the people in the community that's another goal I really just want to get to know the members and the volunteers and the people that are here and involved in this. All right. Well, Keegan, thank you so much and welcome again. Thank We're you. We're so happy to have you. Thanks. We're switching over to Troy Hill now, who is so excited. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> Troy, you do work here that is, I don't want to say it's invisible, but it's not visible in the same way that other things are. Your voice usually does not no. appear on the air. And We're I'm not, happy about we don't that. Hear, we don't hear from you. Um and I think there could be some confusion about exactly what does a business development director do and and what is the fruit of your labor? What does it look no, like? Could you, well, could you talk a little bit about what you do? For sure. Uh, you know, I, I, what I ultimately do is work with businesses that have a desire to support a nonprofit community radio station and also get some value out of that support. And, that, and that's sort of the unique role that I have is finding a nice fit and finding a business that loves nonprofit community radio. So, you know, we, we can put a message on the air to show our appreciation for that support. And, of course, the FCC regulates what we can and can't say. So I then work with the business to develop um, a message that fits within the guidelines of what the FCC allows. And you can say a lot about a business. You, you know, you just can't use subjective words. You can't say the best in town or free parking or the, you know, the cheapest lunch um, on the North Coast. 
you just have to talk specifically about that business and what they're all about. And, you know, I'm fortunate in that I get to help with some of the funding that this station needs by tapping into those underwriting dollars and getting those businesses that want to support our station. You talked a little bit about what it what it does mean to provide underwriting to the station. Um, and we've talked before, you know, how how it's different from advertising, but that can be confusing to people. So what does it not mean when you provide underwriting to the station? Well, it, it, what it, <laughs> what you can't do or what it doesn't mean is that, you know, with a commercial radio station, and, and most people are familiar with how commercial radio works, uh, it's, it's pretty much their only revenue stream is the advertising that they sell. And they're in a commercial break with four, five, six, seven other advertisers in those commercial breaks. That's not what you get with nonprofit community radio. You get a standalone message showing your support for the station and talking about who you are as a business. So when I'm working with those businesses, what they're not getting is what they would be getting on commercial radio. They're not getting that clutter. They're not getting that mess of messaging. And, you know, there's a place for that. There, there's a place for commercial radio. But I love the fact that I get to have businesses with a message that's standalone, that's not in a lot of clutter, that our listeners truly appreciate. Um, we call it the halo effect, actually. So that kind of gets into um, another aspect of nonprofit community radio is our listeners really appreciate knowing that a business is supporting a program that they are listening to and enjoying. And that halo effect of appreciation then translates to a potential new customer for that underwriter. We've been in kind of a strange place here on the coast and probably across the nation um, since the pandemic. Um, I know that it's just been a weird year for a lot of our businesses, whether they're struggling with finding employees or supply chain issues or just with um, kind of where inflation has been since the start of the year. Mm -hmm. Like people are just holding on to their money in different ways than mm -hmm. maybe they have in the past. And I know that that's been a real challenge. So when, as you look to the, the next year and, and knowing kind of what's going on for the businesses that and organizations that you work with, um, but also knowing how important their support is for the station, what what will you be working on? What will, we, will you be focusing on? Yeah, we've we've fortunately got a really large base of underwriters right now, and there's always room for more. And that's part of my job, of course, is finding new underwriters. Um, but certainly, part of the job is to secure the business and the revenue that we do have, and renew some of those you know relationships and agreements. Uh, and then find fits for other businesses out there that haven't quite explored the brilliance and amazing benefits of nonprofit community radio. So um, for next year, I will be, you know, renewing the folks that we have, um, showing our appreciation for the fact that they're supporting nonprofit community radio. But I'll also be out there forging new relationships and, and uh, you know, finding little spots in our schedule that would be a good fit. And that the thing I like to point out to businesses, too, is that it's, one, you're supporting nonprofit community radio, which is just a feel good because as a business, you like to know that you're doing something like that for a station that's been around for 40 years. You're also reaching your customers. You're reaching potential customers. And then you're probably reaching your employees if you're a large enough employer, right? And there's an appreciation there for employees, too, to hear a message of support on a community radio station that they're listening to. So it's it's kind of a win-win-win for everybody, and that's what I point out for for, for underwriters. Uh, there I go. See, it's easy to kind of switch into the if advertising If I had a business, I'd be sending you my money right now, Troy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Troy. That was really 
great to hear that explanation and, and hear your passion for it. We wanted to highlight not only new staff members like Keegan, but also staff members that you may not have ever interacted with, um, speaking to you listeners, if that wasn't clear. So, you know, folks like Troy, who just do a lot of work more in the background, um, sonically, <laughs> but who, who do a lot to keep the station humming along. I'm going to switch over to um, a voice that is probably very familiar to many of you who tune in. She has a regular uh, program, musical program, um, and she's also worked with you if you're a programmer. Emma Geddes, program director. Hello, Emma. Hello, Katie. How are you today? I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I trimmed my bangs too short this morning, and it's all I can think about. But it's like really fresh. It looks like it's like when men shave, and you're like, wow, you shaved. It's like, wow, you, you cut your hair. It feels extreme, but it looks it'll great. be fine. It looks Give fine. it a week. You're good. Thank you. The shorter the bangs, the closer to God, I think is the saying. <laughs> That's what I always say. Um, anyway, I was hoping that, you know, when we did this back in the spring, the state of the station, I asked you about programming, and I'm just going to do it again because I think that we've just had a lot going on with programming this year, um, either people coming on board or people kind of shifting things around. Tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, are there any new programs we should be tuning into or, or programs you really think we should start revisiting if we've tuned out of them for a little while? Um, yeah, there's always new stuff, which is kind of the most exciting part of my job is getting to bring in these new people and get them a place on the schedule. So since the spring drive this year, we have a handful of new shows, some that came on just after the drive and some that just started in the last few weeks, which is exciting. Um, so in the public affairs lineup, we have uh, Stephen Amaya, who's on our grounds crew as well. We've known him as a volunteer for a while, and he decided to jump into programming and now has a program on second Tuesdays at 930 in the morning, and that's called Father Figures, which is an incredible show, a deep dive into parenting and all of the different ways that that manifests in people's lives and their experiences with it. Um, and then from the music side of things, uh, we have a new Monday jazz host in the rotation. Lowell, who you'll know from In the Groove, uh, has taken up Todd's old spot on Monday evening jazz. Um, we have, as we talked about, our wonderful Janet Freiberger stepped back from her duties at the station and is on a bit of a programming hiatus as well. You may know her as DJ Fabergé. And so in her place on Wednesdays, uh, second and fourth Wednesdays, that's at 8.30 p.m., we have the women's music spot. Uh, Fabergé's was Shebop. And now we have a new host, Liz, who goes by The Garbage Man uh, with a cool queer, femme, non-binary, freeform show that just started. We've got Clint Carter joining the Blue Monday rotation, and on Thursday afternoons, we have uh, DJ Scratchy with the Scratchy Vinyl Show. That's 1 to 3 p.m. That's alternating with Brian and North Coast Range. Those are all of the most recent new shows, and we have a handful of really exciting proposals in the works right now that should be coming to the air in the next few months. Um, so yeah, keep an, keep an ear out. There's always new stuff happening. And if you're ever curious about that, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Those are the best places to find the new show promos. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a real testament, um, you know, between the staffing changes and the new hires that we're bringing on, the programming, you know, the station is just always evolving and has really weathered evolution well, I think, and has really... And, you know, that's it's had a strong foundation to build on, and it's really exciting to kind of see where it's going. One of the things that we talked about last time as well was just what would you hope to see? You know, how, how can we diversify our programming or, or how has it been diversified and, and what do you want to see more of in the future? 
Yeah, I feel like my answer to this every year is the same, but I mean, I it's I stand by it. We want more engagement. We want more people to come to us with proposals, with their new ideas, and we want more collaboration. So with other nonprofits, with other people doing interesting things in the community, we just want to keep growing the number and types of people who are getting involved here. And if you have something important to say or interesting or entertaining, we want to hear from you. Um, and so we're still kind of emerging from COVID in a lot of ways, even though it feels like that's in the past, it definitely isn't. Um, so we've had, we've had to look at how we do that engagement uh, without as much in-person interaction and outreach. And we've finally this year sort of been able to dip back into that a lot with showing up at farmer's markets uh, and doing, like Susan talked about, the block party. We couldn't do that for a while. And so it's been exciting to get back out there physically and remind people that we're here or tell the people who maybe haven't tuned in that we're here and that we would like to hear from them as well. The last time we spoke, there had been a lot of things going on in the media landscape. And, and so we talked about that a little bit, some cuts to programming that had happened elsewhere. And I didn't have anything too much on my on my notes today. I had suggested the death of Yevgeny Prigozhin, but we don't have to talk about that. It's just been <laughs> on my mind a lot. Um, for those of you who don't know, he was the leader of the Wagner group that was doing a lot of damage in Ukraine on behalf of Russia. He died. It's fine. Okay. We'll do a whole other special. We'll do a whole other. Don't worry. We'll do a. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But is there anything kind of out there in radio landscape, in community radio landscape at all that you want to talk about um, as it touches on KMUN? Um, Well, I just think in in general, I think about this stuff really big picture a lot when I see more when I see outside of community media landscape, the the signals of why we need community media more than ever. I think that we are really thriving as uh, as an institution in a lot of ways, but there are always threats to that. Uh, like you mentioned, there were cuts in programming that like specifically NPR laid off over 100 people uh, six months ago. Um, and that was because funding is low. Uh, but we here are really lucky that we have this community support and the reason why I think that's important is I was talking to you about this earlier. I see that in X. Are we calling it X now? Um, Are we well, then we'd to... have to call them Zeets, I think. <laughs> yeah. So the thing formerly known as Twitter. Bad branding strategy aside, uh, that to me is just a really strong example of why we need community-created, community-funded, community-supported media Because we are not an autocracy. We are made by the community for the community. We are reflecting the community and we are connecting it within itself to talk about what's most important to us. And you can't do that when there's one person in charge. However, if you want to send us $10 a month, we will put a gold check mark next to your name. (laughs) Yes, we've upgraded to gold to differentiate ourselves. (laughs) We're a different thing, guys. We're different. Um, I think you make a really good point there. And... I just want to reiterate how thankful we are to everybody who has supported the station over the years and continues to support us today. Um, You make all of our jobs possible, which is, you know, no small thing, but even bigger than that, you make something possible that's that's bigger than all of us. And that has a lot of reach in the community and can impact a lot of people across ages, across socioeconomic lines. And I think we provide a real resource here and I'm really pleased to be a part of it. Uh, Thank you everyone for joining us this morning, you listeners out there and all these folks in the studio with me. 
anything else anybody wants to say before we sign off and let everybody get back to their lives? I would just like to elaborate on what you just said a little bit. I'll get on my soapbox, which I know you were all expecting. Uh, I would encourage you as a listener to consider this community media resource and all other community resources, community media resources specifically, a right and not a luxury. And if you are able to support it, that means that you are able to make it a right for anyone who can't. And that, to me, that's my altar call. Um, <laughs> and if you are able to do that, you can give us a call at 503-325-0010. Or you can go online anytime to kmun.org and click that big red donate button and show your support for your community. And if you have any questions about what we do, how we do it, you can always poke around on our website um, or you can call us. You know, Volunteers and staff are especially standing by this week when... You know, there's just a lot more going on, but we always want to hear from you, and we're here for you. You can also email us. You can email if you us. you prefer it. Uh, email someone personal. Just send us <laughs> postcards. <laughs> uh, if you do want to email, it's just feedback at kmun.org, and the whole staff sees those, and we respond as best we can. So let us know what you think. So thank you, everyone, for joining us this morning for the State of the Station, and thank you for your support of this station Uh, We look forward to hearing from you, and we hope you enjoy everything that we have to offer this week. Um, Thank you for tuning in this morning for State of the Station, and we hope you have a great week out there. If you feel like you want to donate, do it, but otherwise, just keep listening. Keep tuning in. Thanks so much.